0: This is the Busy Blokes Podcast with Jake Batrick and Christian Huggins. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Busy Blokes Podcast. My name is Jake Batrick and with me for the final time in season one is my great mate, health coach, guru, Christian Huggins. How are you, big horse?
1: Mate, I'm busier than a, you know what? (laughs) I'm actually, I'm actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Steady. Steady. I'm, yeah, last oh, episode right. once we get through this freeze a bird yeah I'm feeling good how I'm feeling that? good how are you feeling more importantly that's the that's the main topic feeling very 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 good love it on top of the world the broken record strikes again yes it's feeling so good I've just been just...
0: feeling good for about the last <laughs> 70 days yeah <laughs> took me a while to get over that sort of hump in the first couple of weeks when you forgot what you were doing but yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we once I was on the downhill um, flying absolutely flying so The big number that is on the tip of everybody's tongue. True. What is it? How did I go? Did I get there? Did I reach my goal? Not quite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You had like a kilo and a half to lose in the last week. Okay.
0: Look, I I gave it a fair shake. (laughs) Fair shake of the sauce bottle. Uh, We fell a little bit short. A little bit short. What did we end up on? 92.8. Yes, so 7.2 kilograms 7.2 in 13 weeks. keggies over 13 weeks. Yep. Now, that is about 7.1 kilos more than I expected to, <laughs> <laughs> to <lose.
1: laughs> starting so, this. Yeah. So just look, so we set in the first episode, we set those good, better, best goals. Um, we were quite reasonable and we set 8, 9, 10 kilos, um, you know, as good, better, best. And we've fallen eight hundred grams short of that. So, you know, you just hang up the boots now, you throw on the towel? Uh no. Yeah. <laughs> But well, that's the thing, like no. goals goals are malleable. There's no direct there was no gun to your head saying it had to be thirteen weeks. I'm sure the results would have been very different had that been the case. Yeah. Um you probably would have chopped your arm off to get that last <laughs> eight. <800 laughs> I did grams have a haircut off. actually yeah. before <laughs> yeah, we I told you this. Shaved your leg hairs. Correct. It's a good giant dump. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, eight hundred grams short and you know, I I personally couldn't be more proud of of how far you've come and, and the progress you've made and At the end of the day, you've gone well over the 500 grams per week on average. You know, it's ended up at six or seven hundred grams, which is phenomenal progress. If you were to lose 500 grams a week for the whole year, oh mate, you'd be on 26 kilos. It's a big jump, you know (laughs) what I mean? So you've lost nearly eight kilos, or you're you're edging towards that eight kilos after the 13 week mark, and um, I'm super proud.
0: Thank you, mate. Um, and thank you because this has genuinely been life changing. Like. If I was going to continue the way I was just neglecting my body and living the way that I wanted to live which was really fast and loose mm. it was fun it was really no regard for my health yep. um god knows what would have happened in in you know down the track yeah you know? um so that's been the biggest thing for me is that these tips and tricks and health hacks that we've been covering off over this series It's really about just making those small changes Mm -hmm. that change your old habits. Yep. And as long as you tune into the fact that it's not going to happen overnight and you're patient Mm. and you see it through, it does really, really, truly become, you know, life-changing.
1: And it's those small small changes done consistently that add up to big consequences over time. And, you know, I said right from the get-go, if you overthrew your whole life in a week, you'd probably go back to the way you were because you're just like, this is just not fun. It's not enjoyable. It's not me. So just slowly chipping away at things, trying, you know, new habits out, forgetting about it then picking that old (laughs) habit back up again, like going back and forth. And, you know, this isn't the end. I'm sure the next, you know, three months, six months, 12 months, you're just going to be slowly chipping away at more and more things and making more and more progress towards that better version of you. I was thinking about this coming in here
0: today and we... My partner and I are off to the Ningaloo Reef at the end of November. Lovely. Which is with really poor maths. (laughs) I'm a journalist. My maths is shocking.
1: Five weeks. It's about five weeks away. (laughs) (laughs) I know your holiday plans better than you do, mate. Correct. So
0: <laughs> I um, Because I'm so close to that 10 kilo mark, that's, yeah. that's the goal over the next five weeks is I've always wanted to, I've always known I've had to lose 10 kilos. Mm. So if I can do that before we go away on our little road trip up to Coral Bay, um, that would just be phenomenal. So that's the extra little goal that I've set myself away from this, but um, as you said, you know, my lifestyle change isn't just for this podcast, it's going forward.
1: The first point of call, I guess, for you goal-wise was to lose the weight and now you're getting down closer to a comfortable way of living um, lifestyle-wise as well as, you know, you're losing the weight, you're feeling good and we'll get into that in a a short amount of time and now you've got, you know, six weeks or so before your your trip away, five or six weeks and you want to lose, you know, the two point five ish kilos yeah. so you know that's another 500 grams per week on average so if you keep trajecting the way you are you're going to reach that good goal you probably mm. reach a better goal and hopefully you'll reach your best and then beyond that you know the weight the weight doesn't become necessarily the focus you're not so worried about the scale weight necessarily but you're just focusing on incorporating lots of good healthy habits and the weight loss just becomes a positive side effect of just feeling good and doing good things for yourself
0: well christian should we get stuck into the nitty-gritty Ooh. The nitty-gritty. We're going to do the nitty-gritty this week? Well, I don't think we have any (laughs) nitty-gritty because... (laughs)
1: There's no topic of conversation. This is it. I haven't prepared anything. What do you want to know about? We should do a top five battles, pieces of wisdom and top five tips or something like that. I'm glad you said that because after this sting, I've prepared exactly that. Yay!
0: Rightio, Christian, what I've done for us today for the nitty gritty is we're going to deep dive into the best things about this journey that I've experienced. Okay, top five feels. Which is basically the top five things that I've noticed within myself. Yeah, cool. And then following that uh, shortly, we're going to jump into my top tips for anybody else out there who might be starting their journey, doing their journey, or even thinking about a journey. So uh, let's crack in. So my top Five, feel, is I am certainly so much happier. Love it. Like in every aspect of life. Um, I've noticed certainly in the back half of this that I've just sort of regained my confidence a little bit.
1: Mm. Um,
0: I always found like sort of before we started this journey, um, often just talking to people like I just didn't have the energy to really engage in right. know, in, in conversation yep. or, or found it really hard to. Now that I'm, I'm feeling happier um, – you know, I've, I've got that confidence back and I'm just enjoying myself so much more in terms of engaging with people and whatnot. So, um, that is, has that is been the biggest one that I've noticed. Throughout.
1: So, massive mood booster. Big
0: time. So, number two, Emperor's New Groove. I've, I've, jumped, <laughs> one. I've jumped back into some old clothes. Yeah, which is that's fantastic. Fun. That so is fun. I think that my favorite one was we spoke about it off air several weeks ago. That I had a goal to fit back into an old suit of mine. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, I've got an awards gala for my uh, footy club coming up uh, next weekend, actually. And uh, you mentioned to me, why don't you just try it on, mate? Because you, you've shred a few kilos and chucked it on. I was like, mate, I'm wearing this Here tonight. Here we go, yeah. <laughs> Got ahead of yourself. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, chucked on an old pair of jeans that I hadn't worn in about three years. Um, yeah, those Europe jeans. Those Euro yeah. jeans you might remember from last episode. So... You start improving your life and your habits and whatnot mm. and you just get all these extra little bonus rewards along the way. Yeah. Like you may you might be dusting off the old cupboard down the back end of the house where you <laughs> put all your clothes that don't fit anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's fantastic. And I feel like they
1: all they all kind of feed into each other, like Mm. You know, you, you eat a little bit better and food is mood and all that. So you start to feel a little bit better. And then that helps with the weight loss side of things. So you start fitting to old clothes again, which boosts your confidence, which then gives you more energy. So it's just like these, all these things start to work together um, kind of like synergistically.
0: Correct. Now, speaking of my moodiness has <laughs> dramatically <laughs> decreased. I was a moody little son of a <laughs> before we started this. Like just the smallest things yeah. used to trigger me so hard. Super I just, irritable. Super, super irritable. Um, wasn't very pleasant, but I reckon from about a quarter of the way through when mm. I really started to notice that I was starting to lose some weight, I was eating more better uh, for a little while. So once that started kicking in, mm-hmm. I just noticed that my moods were dramatically better and yep. I'm not so irritable. Um, well, <laughs> I used to get really irritable driving. Mm. Like <laughs> just... Dodgy drivers. like I consider myself an okay motorist. (laughs) um, And when I saw dodgy
1: driving, it used to give me the shits. And now I just laugh. What you've probably done as well is um, if you can remember back from the stress week, and we're talking about the stress bucket, how all throughout the day lots of stress is getting poured into that bucket, little drops, little sloshes. And the more full that bucket is, the less capacity you have to deal with crap and dodgy drivers and stuff. So whether you've increased the size of your bucket, so you've just naturally got more capacity to deal with crap, or you've just naturally just started pouring some stress out of that bucket by eating better, by managing your stress, by laughing more, by exercising, all that good stuff.
0: Number four is energy. I have so much more energy, feeling way more energized yeah. uh, lately. Now, I need to preface this. I'm still tired, <laughs> and that's because I, the nature of my work is my sleep is very topsy turvy. Um, the routine of sleep. The routine yeah, of, of course. sleep. Yep. yep. So, um, going forward, that's probably the one thing I'm going to have to work hardest on is yep. making sure that my wake up routines and my uh, pre bedtime routines yeah. are spot on because I, I think that's really definitely going to help me. Yep. I did my darndest to lean into it <laughs> throughout the journey, um, but it certainly needs more work. But otherwise, I'm feeling more energized. So, yeah. I don't really know the science between splitting up, having feeling more energized, but also feeling being tired. Tired, <laughs> yeah. but that's my been my experience. Like it's when an interesting state of being, <laughs> it is like when I'm sleeping properly. That's when I notice I genuinely more energized. Mm. But as soon as my sleep gets out of whack, that's yeah. when I, I start to lean into more being that. A tired state. Yeah,
1: just like anyone, and like my fiance will tell you this. Like, if I have one night of bad sleep, I'm just like a not like a nightmare to be around. But you can just you can tell you can tell the difference between a good a sleepy sleepy good Christian and a yeah. sleepy bad bad Christian. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's just it's not that I'm like a nasty person to be around or anything, but I've just got less capacity to deal with things. I'm not as on the ball. I'm not as quick witted. All that sort of stuff. So getting good quality sleep is of paramount importance, just to your general well being and how you feel. And you know, over the last twelve weeks we've spoken about lots of like big topics and then within those big topics there's been like 20 30 different tips that I've kind of given out so yeah. so many st- so many things you could have taken so many things you could have worked on and I'm sure some listeners have listened to it and they've they went you know really deep into the sleep so they've got their sleep under control but for you it just wasn't the right timing to start working on that for whatever reason you had more on your plate than you were dealing with other stuff and then maybe in the next you know 2 to 3 months you start focusing more on sleep and that's because you're ready for it now or whatever it might be so I've taught you lots of things, given you lots of tips, but maybe it just wasn't the right timing or you know whatever it might have been.
0: Number five, stronger and more balanced. E- so this was a big one at the start where we spoke about my dodgy legs yep. and they needed strengthening big time. If you haven't gone back uh, to the strength episode and strengthening your body episode two, Mm -hmm. check out the show notes and Christian's workouts in there are absolutely fantastic. The big thing for me was um, there's one particular exercise, which is just a really basic standing lunge. Yeah. One legged lunge and then you swap sides. Now at the start of this, I couldn't do that without holding onto the bench. So be about three weeks to like get the courage <laughs> up and take the training wheels yeah. off and start doing it. And
1: it you was doing big airplane arms correct. out to the side, yeah. So. I
0: looked like I was surfing like really terribly yeah. <laughs> over the journey, just being able to like bring my goofy arms in and basically almost do it now, standing yeah, completely nice. upright with no balance issues. Uh, might be debatable if you check out our old man test video <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the socials. Um, but. I certainly noticed that my legs were a uh, hundred thousand percent better. Um, yeah. They're feeling way stronger. Even just getting up stairs, like I was not only being puffed after getting up one flight mm. of stairs, I was like struggling to like actually get up wow. each step. Yeah. Whereas now, like I can just power through it. Yeah. Absolutely no issues. Going into this, I wasn't really focused on like you know getting super muscly and <laughs> like really really trimming down, but you sort of get halfway through and you can see like your chest sort of broadening a little bit and everything's starting to like look perk perk up up a little bit. So once you start seeing that, it's really hard to stop Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it Again, pushes you just on feeds in, and Yeah, you reach milestones along the way yep. and you just go, oh my God, that is so cool. And it just, that's the sort of little extra bit of motivation that spurs yeah. you on um, yep. for the rest of it. So,
1: And you have those tiny little realizations, like you said, you get to the top of the stairs and you're like, whoa, I actually just powered yep. through that. I'm not as puffed. My legs actually feel good. You're like, cool. Now my clothes are feeling better. Now yeah. I can feel, notice my chest per- like perking up a little bit. So it's like it all feeds into that kind of intrinsic motivation when you start to feel those effects and see those effects.
0: 100%. Uh, I could go on. I could rant and
1: rave. Could have been a top 50, mate.
0: <laughs> exactly right. If you're in a similar boat to me now, I know everybody's bodies and stories are different. Yeah. But if you're listening to this and you feel that, you know, my journey is sort of ringing bells for you, and you've sort of hesitated if you wanted to do something about your weight or whatever it might be, just back yourself and do it. Yeah. yeah. That was – that for me has been the hardest thing over the last couple of years is finding motivation to – I could always start, but I could never keep going. Mm. Um, so making sure, you know, put something in place to keep you accountable. It might be your best friend. It might be your partner. It might yep. be your parents, whatever. Um, i a coach hire a coach
1: but you do you just got to jump in like no matter what method you take just jumping in feet first staying disciplined staying consistent and longer than the three to four weeks of that first initial motivation because motivation is fleeting it comes and it goes and you probably just like me early on like I went through many little roller coasters of like being on the wagon and off the wagon on the wagon off the wagon getting really excited for a little bit and then going off like you just need to learn how to do things slowly sustainably consistently and just hold those habits for months and years and decades Correct. So,
0: look, getting into the top tip, yeah. so that if that was like the overall tip, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're now breaking that down into my top five. Tip number one, cook the bloody popcorn chicken. <laughs> Learn how to do it. <laughs> Mate, oh, that I, one specifically? That one specifically. <laughs> so it took me 10 weeks to do that and I'm so pissed off. That, I that didn't good. Do that. It's that good. Oh, honestly, God, it's better than the kernels.
1: Hey, it's so good. Giving him a run for his money, hey, eh, With some big healthy time, ingredients,
0: big time. Like that shit is so good. Um, <laughs> so I wish I did that in week one. Yeah. Uh, we went the pesto pasta and the chili con carne initially. Just as sensational. Just but as this good. one's tickling the pickle, just that little bit more. Big time. Seriously, though. Getting into the kitchen and cooking, I've learned so much. Like I've learned how to roast veggies properly. Mm. Um, I've learned about, I didn't even know almond flour was a thing until I cooked the popcorn (laughs) chicken. Experimenting, uh, for me it was kind of easy because I I enjoy cooking, but I always just cooked stuff that I liked and didn't understand that canola oil is hell crap for you and Mm. blah, blah, blah. So learning more about what spices we can use and what herbs we can use when and where has been so fun. It's been really,
1: really enjoyable. So That's a huge one. You learn how to flavor foods that you like. You learn the ways of cooking that you enjoy more than others and you just keep collecting these little bits of information about what you enjoy about food and you just keep those within your quote-unquote diet.
0: Now sticking with food, top tip number two, find food you like and cook it often. For mm. future self, now for future self, this might sound pretty simple, but I thought I was good at this, but mm. until I started doing this journey with you, I was not good at it at all. Mm. Like me and my partner, it was just the two of us, so yep. we're often cooking more than we need because it's yeah. just two of us, yep. right? So, but if you actually put some thought into it and still buy a little bit more yeah. ingredients, stuff pops up all the time in life, and yep. if you are under the pump and you're like, oh, I don't have anything for dinner, like. Mm it's for me, it was so easy to just like not get out of your car, get dinner on the way home. Yeah, <laughs> drive-through drive is calling. Through, yeah. Right? But if you look after future self, yep. it's so, so beneficial. And for me, that was probably the biggest thing that helped me not fall off the wagon mm. was knowing that I was looking after myself and that hard work was was paying off yeah. over time. So, Yeah. So you're, just, you're planning
1: ahead and you're looking, at, you're, like you said, you're looking after that future you. So. You know, just doubling the ingredients or one and a half times in the ingredients or tripling the ingredients. Like cook once and eat thrice. Exactly so right. So cook, cook once and just spread it out into a couple glass Tupperware containers and fridge or freeze them for tomorrow's lunch or the next night's dinner or, you know, you got, you're got busy on Thursday night because you're coming home from training late. Instead of having nothing prepared, you've got your nice chili con carne in the freezer or whatever it might be. And the best part is if you're cooking food that you like,
0: you get to look forward to that yeah. all the time because <laughs> yeah. you have more of it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, number three, be patient. Huge. So took me a few weeks to really just get out of some old habits. Um, but once you begin the process, you have to be patient and trust that it's going to work because yeah. if you start getting absolutely fixated on that number between your feet, you're going to go nowhere. I think that 90 days is such a good amount of time because yeah. it actually gives you the time to get out of your old habits yeah. and see some progress. So yeah. In recent years, when I tried to lose weight, you know, I was only lasting like three or four weeks, and yeah. I would just give up. Which is just you know, not like, enough. What time am I in doing? Grand scheme you know? of things. Yeah. Um. So giving yourself the time and being patient to actually see results and feel the changes within yourself. Um. I probably should have not put that down as number three. That was probably
1: number one. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> no, but patience is is massive. You can't expect things to change tomorrow or next week or next month. It's got to be this nice, consistent, slow process of like hitting, you know, 80%, being 80% on point at least like with your kind of like meals and exercise, like trying to push things forward. And I guarantee you that, um, you know, your habits are probably, your bad habits, pro- sorry, are probably going to pop up again in six months time or not. Like they're going to come back and they're going to come back into your life and you drop them again and you pick it back. So you're always kind of ebbing and flowing between who you used to be and then this new pers- person you're trying to be. Like it doesn't happen overnight or even within three months. Like most of my programs run for six months because I find that the perfect amount of time to pick up a habit, drop that habit, then pick it back up again, go through different social situations and birthdays and holidays and moving house or changing jobs and then navigating all those situations together with the the support and guidance of a coach. So I think, yeah, three to six months, you need to give it like a good, you know, fair shake and actually commit to those things, but be patient because the results will come if you put in the work.
0: This next one, number four, is kind of linked. So my number four top tip is get comfy stumbling Mm. because it happens. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like literally, Som- it happens. <laughs> yeah. sometimes, it will happen. Yeah, sometimes weekly, sometimes yeah. whatever, but everything will be okay. Yeah. We saw in the first week that <laughs> I just forgot to do it. <laughs> Anything. And that's when I realized that <laughs> these habits are so ingrained in me that yeah. it's going to take a lot of hard work to get out of it. Yeah. So uh, get comfy stumbling because it happens, but... If you trust yourself and trust the process, it will be okay. Yeah, you and just was, get back on that horse. You just get back on the horse. It's so funny. I always, throughout the journey, I would always picture the horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like me and this horse going along it's together. Sick. And every time I fall over, they're always like, "Come on, mate. Come on, mate. Jump back. Go on, <laughs> just, come on, big horse. Give be a nice little nice nod of, your... of its head. Exactly right. Uh, last but not least, exercise doing things you like. I don't hate exercise. Yeah. But... I always struggled for the motivation to actually do it. Yeah. So I would always exercise whether in front of the TV or outside or whatever it was and that was the thing for me that taught me that exercising is okay and it's fine and you can enjoy it. So whether it's putting your favourite episode on for half an hour and just standing in front of the telly going through your exercises – that for me really kickstarted the the want to exercise yeah, a bit more. Yeah. I
1: think that's what you just pointed out there is really, really important. So especially in those early stages, you just gotta get the snowball has to start somewhere. Like what you yes. how are you gonna get the snowball kicked off? So you gotta do that. That's why I always encourage people, put your favorite music on, put your favorite TV show on, watch the footy, do something in the back, like in the backyard, you know, get your mate, come come with the somewhere in some way that you can enjoy it, make sure you're doing that. And then now that you've done it for the last 10 weeks or so, and you're starting to just feel the positive effects and see the positive effects. Maybe you do. You're like, oh, you know what? Like maybe I'm ready to join a gym sometime soon. Or maybe I'm ready to get my own set of weights at home or whatever it might be. But, you know, just just trying to get over that first initial part of the speed bump until you can roll down the other side. I think
0: overall, this whole journey has taught me to just think about things a little bit more. Yeah, Doesn't take a whole heap of brain power. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, you're just a little bit more aware and usually awareness is the first step and awareness usually leads to a lot of change right then and there. So you're just thinking about things a little bit differently now. Your perspective's changed a little bit and now it's just going to steamroll out of control in a positive way.
0: Well, Goss, that was my top five tips and feels. I loved that. <laughs> that was jam. lovely. That was really nice.
1: <laughs> that was really nice and wholesome.
0: Uh, long story short, if you want to... Just feel happier and healthier and more energised. Go back to episode one, get all the free, this huge amount of resources that yeah. you've kindly um, provided for this podcast and just get to work.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, get get to work, stay consistent, chip, chip, chip away. Goss, News
0: Justin, the mailman, <laughs> is back from leave and His has, back's looking it, sore. He has
1: a big bag. He's got a heavy bag. Should we get stuck in? Let's do it.
0: Gosser, we put the call out after our last episode mm. for people to send in their questions and, and in the it's fair to say we've been inundated.
1: Yeah, got a couple of goodies up our sleeves.
0: So thank you uh, for everyone who reached out and slid into the DMs. We really appreciate it. Uh, while we're all friends here, we did have a couple of uh, requests for an an, an anonymity. I'm glad you, <laughs> you said that. Anonymity. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so we're just gonna read
1: out the questions that we uh, got sent and, and we'll work through them. So I'll start us off. All right. So this one's for Jake um, in particular. So Jake. That's me. That's you. Jake, Patrick, Bato. So Patrick, now <laughs> have you noticed any difference in how much you crave your quote unquote trigger foods now? Yes. Because (laughs) Just answer it like that
0: (laughs) We removed them from the house (laughs) Now we spoke about celebrating your wins And I had a moment of weakness at Coles on the weekend Mm -hmm. And um, there was a particular type of chockey that was on special Mm -hmm. And it snuck back into the pantry Mm. And (laughs) I'm kind of glad I did it Because it's been a great little test That because that chocolate is there I was having it Yeah But for 99.99% of this journey, <laughs> yeah. the trick of foods haven't been in the house and I really don't crave them. And I've spoken about this a few times. It, the best part about it is like, you can have those foods but you enjoy them so much more when you do stumble across them, mm-hmm. i.e. my office is renowned for people bringing in yummy treats. Mm-hmm. So usually once a week, it's someone's birthday, it's someone's – maybe leaving or whatever it is, and there's either brownies or bickies or mm-hmm. ch- chocolates. Um, so, you know, you enjoy those trigger foods more, but I, my cravings for them I don't think have been there because I removed them from the
1: house, and it was the best, yeah. best thing. Have you, like when it comes to cravings, because cravings, another word for that is like urge, It's like a really mm. driving urge. Just out of curiosity, have you ever had, have you had many instances where you've been at home – um, say watching a movie, for example, or just kind of chilling and you've removed the trigger foods from the house. But have you have you had that like overcoming urge of like, I oh, really want that right now? Or is that kind of all dissipated over the last 12 weeks or so? Like
0: sometimes, like, there's no real science behind when and why. Um, I'm a sucker for ice cream. So mm. what we did was we found healthy, quote unquote, ice cream. Yep. So they're like... I think they were like 50 or 60 calories. Um, okay. oh, the brand of them has escaped me. Um, they do deserve a shout out. Don't, <laughs> they are very good. They're, good. <laughs> They're very good at what they do. If I could remember yeah. what it was, I'd give them a shout out. Um, so we we substituted the the big tub of <laughs> yeah. full strength vanilla <laughs> and yep. ice cream uh, for a little, you know, tasty frozen treat on a stick, which was like 50, 60 calories. So that was sort of what we put in place to – get rid of the ice cream factor and chocolate, you know, I'm always craving chocolate. Yeah, I'm just a chocolate guy, but I wouldn't say I had like a really significant urge for those foods. That's good. Um, That's good so I think, yeah, uh, overall, definitely the the cravings and if you can get those trigger foods out of your house, it's a bloody game changer.
1: Love it. For you, fine sir, has it been hard coaching a friend? Um, Not at all. So I'll answer this in a couple of ways. So I've actually had quite a few... Um, friends or any and also like old acquaintances come through my program so mm. it's just about kind of like developing our relationship in a different way um and you know I kind of pride myself um, on building relationships with clients regardless of if I've known them beforehand or if I've just kind of met them when they've come through the program and I always say like you know I'll know you better than any health professional ever has I'll know the name of your dog and your cat and your kids <laughs> and what you do on the weekends and what hobbies you have and stuff like that I think it's really nice to have that Connection with someone as a coach and um, a, an ally in your corner, so it's not it's not been hard coaching a friend because I've had many friends come through the program and, and um, gotten gotten them results, which is awesome. But the process that Jake and I have gone through over the last twelve or thirteen weeks is way different to how <laughs> yeah. I I actually coach with a client for the six months. Um, you know, I don't dictate the action steps or say this is what you're working on each week or dictate the homework. It's like we, the, what a typical session will look like, go for an hour, typical session, we open up, we have a bit of a laugh, we catch up, how was your weekend, what's been going on, what's new, what's fun, like what's tell me a bit of a positive of something that's happened in the last two weeks. Um, we then talk about how they went with their action steps over the, the previous fortnight and there's something that they came up with. So, you know, I could that's tell- That's interesting. I didn't actually
0: know that. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, right. you
1: know, just like you've forgotten to do a lot of action steps, it's because yep. I've dictated them for you essentially, yeah, like yeah, do yeah. this pretty much. So when you come up with your action steps, which I help my clients do, I kind of elicit, out, elicit it out of them and we kind of make sure we get um, real fine out with the details, all right, how are we going to do this and blah, blah, blah. When you come up with your action steps, you have way more ownership over them. You're keen to do them because you came up with those ideas. So it might be like, oh, you know what? Like I've really been having trouble like breathing or catching my breath lately. So I think I should, I think I should work on some breath work. You know, I, I heard, I saw in your podcast, you spoke about breath work, the four, seven, eight breathing. Yeah. Yep. So I want to do that this week. And I go, okay, that's an awesome goal. Now, how are we going to do that? When are we going to do it Do it during the day? Is it going to be morning? Is it going to be nighttime? Are we going to do it before bed? Are we going to do it after bed? How many times during the week do you reckon you could reasonably get it done? Five nights? Probably. Three nights? Yeah. Yeah. So like trying to get them real, um, you know, detailed with it. And then we always make sure that they're confident they can get it done because if they say five nights out of the week and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I'm like six out of 10 confident I can get that done. Then we go, all right, how do we make it easier on ourselves? Can we do it two nights out of the week? Because we want that consistency. We want to make sure we're getting those, uh, getting that momentum of that, like consistent with those action steps. So usually what that will happen, we'll talk about the, the previous two weeks. How'd you go? All right, what stumbling blocks did you come across? How can we make it easier? How can we make it better? What do we need to fine tune? And then maybe they'll come up with a question, you know, all right, I heard about this on the weekend or I've been thinking about this. And then maybe I'll give them a little bit of a training or we'll just have a bit of a discussion, learn about, you know, what they already know about the topic. And then I can give them a bit of, uh, teach them about whatever they want to know about. And then we come up with new action steps for the following fortnight. I might hand out some resources or create something for them and so on. So this coaching experience through Jake and I is quite a lot different to exactly how I coach um, other clients, um, but, you know, definitely similar in a, in a lot of ways, but different in a lot of ways as well. Christian, that's interesting. And I think that's what sets your program
0: apart from a lot of other yeah. sort of health coaching and professionals is you, from what it sounds like is you're actually giving the power back to mm. the client which I think is really rare. Like my experience has been, you know, you listen to people tell you what you should be doing and how to do things and whatever. But for me, you've given me action steps, but a lot of them, I've had a lot of power over them. And like, for example, cooking, you know, it was like cook two meals from the, from the recipe book, but it's like I got to choose those. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. There's that freedom. So, um, and that's been one of the best things doing the journey is, you know, I've here's a task find the best way to do it Mm. and which will get the best results for you.
1: Everything I do is through that lens of empowerment. I don't just want to give you the answers to the test all the time. I want to teach you how to get to those answers yourself. So beyond the six months of working with me, I don't want to keep, I'm not a subscription service. I don't want to keep my clients <laughs> around just to make a quick buck. It's like, you should, by the end of the six months, have most, if not all the tools to take your health into your own hands and go forward from there. You can always sign up for another six months to reach, you know, even higher goals and have that accountability and that support and that guidance. But for the most part, at the end of the six months, you should be able to go on yourself. Um, and another thing you mentioned there, um, you kind of alluded to, what made me think about was, it's all about personalization. Like mm. it has to be personalized. Like we went through topics these last 12 or 13 weeks And I gave very broad recommendations and broad action steps and tried to help you kind of make, you know, nitpick and change things and tweak things. But if I had a client, we would go really deep down the 10-3-2-1-0 method for sleep and pick out certain things that fit with their life under their circumstances and really work on those. Or, you know, we get to the resistance training. We really pick apart a workout program and fix things that maybe, you know, they have got a shoddy shoulder. So we change some of the shoulder exercises together um, maybe with a, nutrition. They've got a dairy intolerance. So I'm not telling them to drink milk and eat cheese. <laughs> so we're changing things in that. So it's all about personalization because if it's not personalized, you're just getting some stupid cookie cutter program that won't give you long lasting results.
0: That's a belter of a question. Well done. Yeah. Uh, what's next?
1: What's something you've both gained from doing the podcast that you weren't expecting? Oh,
0: that is tough. What about you, Goss?
1: I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't say I wasn't expecting anything. Like, when you came and approached me, and I've said this, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, I've said it to you many times. So my first point of call was like, awesome, this is just another way to reach people and just add value because that's always the lens with what with which I want to do things through is like how can I add just some more value? So that was the yeah, first thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, number two, awesome, practice getting in front of a microphone and chatting and talking yeah. about my knowledge and actually like deepening that knowledge in myself and hopefully like teaching other people as well. Um, number three, it's another resource that I can point people towards. So usually if I get a conversation in a DM and someone's like, you know, what do you think about this? It's an, if they ask a question about sleep, maybe I can just point them to the sleep episode, which is awesome. And then, number four, if I get any clients out of this, that's just an added bonus for yep. me. So, I think those were like the four things in order of preference of like what I was expecting to get through this. And I don't think there's been much else that I've been like, whoa, like really shocked about.
0: So, when I approached you for this podcast, I knew it was a good idea. I think my first message to you was like, hey, mate, what do you reckon? What do you reckon about the sound of a, a podcast? It's basically. The Biggest Loser, but a podcast version. (laughs) Yeah, but better. (laughs) (laughs) But better. And so I knew the idea was good, but I didn't expect the wide-ranging response we were going to get. Yes, actually, yeah. That's something good. The the different people that have reached out and just given us some love along the way, like old, old acquaintances from – a high school mm. or you know,
1: randoms or random people yeah bump into people out and it's like it's, it's just something that you like you don't know who you're going to reach and I think I said this in the very before we even released the first one I was like look mate we might get tw- uh, 20 downloads <laughs> <laughs> of the first episode and they're probably just going to be our mates and then the next episode might only get 16 downloads might get 30 like, but it's all about practicing and just trying something new but the fact that we've had like well over 100 downloads for pretty much each episode is really really awesome. So it seems like people are liking it and enjoying it and that's what the feedback we're getting.
0: And I think that's a credit to you, mate, is the content that you have come up with is so good because it applies to so many different people. And I think that's what I'm most proud of about producing this was the fact that we covered so many different topics Mm. and – you know, people might not be leaning into one particular topic, but they're finding another topic down the track is, you know, really speaking out to them. So, yep. um, what well I mate? No, Bloody. well done to us. <laughs> go, <laughs> go us. Go team. <laughs> go team. Christian, intermittent fasting. Now, I know this is something you do, and we've got two questions on the topic. So, first of all, is intermittent fasting to reduce calorie intake bad? I know you don't love it, Christian, but I find the short period of being hungry much easier than constantly watching what I eat to reduce my calories. Any downsides?
1: So I don't know if you said um, that's what I do. Do I do intermittent fasting?
0: I think I've got confused. <laughs> got I so I've confused. got so confused. Well, I, I definitely
1: don't intermittent fast. I love I breakfast. I saw the word fasting. Not <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> so quick. <laughs> I know you're fast, Christian, but <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, fastest boy in boys. Um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, person. Um, so, ah. is intermittent fasting to reduce calorie intake bad? But I find the short period of being hungry much easier than constantly watching what I eat to reduce my calories. Any downsides? Now, intermittent fasting—if you're using it solely for weight loss, like if that's your—because every diet results in weight loss: keto, carnivore, paleo, um, Atkins. You know, the celery juice diet, like liquid, like they all reduce—they um, all reduce your calories. That's the main thing they focus on: is portion control or calorie reduction. I don't really like you filling in the blank with whatever diet and saying, this is the one that made me lose weight or helped me lose weight and becoming this like pariah about it. But if it works for you, it works for you. So it's a very individualized basis. I know a lot of the stuff you've learned over the last 12 or 13 weeks, very broad statements, but everything has to be nuanced. It has to be specific to the person. So when it comes to intimate fasting and the question that you're asking What you're doing is you're skipping breakfast. So you're cutting out four to 700 calories of breakfast that you would normally have. So you're putting yourself probably at least calorie maintenance or putting yourself into a deficit. So that's to lose weight. And then you're just eating a normal lunch and a normal dinner. And you're finding that easier than constantly watching what you eat to reduce your calories. Awesome. If that works for you, go for it. If it's creating a really poor relationship with food, where now you're thinking, I have to skip meals in order to lose weight or if it's creating this binge effect where you're getting home from work at four or five or 6 p.m. and going on, oh, just standing at the fridge or the pantry because you're hungry and you're starving, picking at all these things, I would say we need to reevaluate our strategies. Yeah. But if you're finding that you're skipping breakfast because you're just not too hungry in the morning, you're finding that your energy is steady throughout the morning, you're having a nice reasonable lunch, your energy steady throughout the afternoon, you're sleeping well, you're having a good dinner, like all that stuff. If everything's moving in the right direction, gym progress, your energy levels are good, your skin's looking like awesome, more power to you. But- as a weight loss strategy, I'm not going, I'm not forcing any clients to do it or encouraging any clients to do it. But if it works for you, it works for you. I kind of had a go at both. So just I've been banging
0: on about, I'll work funny hours. So there's some weeks where like I'm on maybe like a normal-ish start and I'm just not hungry in the morning. Mm. I don't feel hungry until later on. Mm -hmm. So... I guess I'm technically intermittent fasting on those particular days. Whereas if I'm waking up way early, mm. I'm sort of feeling hungrier earlier. So yep. that's when I'm having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Um. So I think you're bang on with, you know, if it works for you, yeah. go for it. Because some weeks I found intermittent fasting worked. I wasn't really doing it on purpose. It's just sort of I wasn't hungry. And yes. That was... It was well, working just, for me. I still saw results at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: it's just a it's just a fancy term to re, to refer to reducing your eating window, or fancy term to reverse to skipping a meal. Like you just <laughs> whether you've, you're sleeping or you're just not hungry, you're skipping a meal. And if it's working for you, it's not creating those poor relationships, and or you're not snacking like crazy or binging like crazy, and sleep's going down the tube, then keep going. If it's your strategy that's working, keep keep it up. Now, what
0: about this one? Is intermittent fasting in the morning better than eating a big brekkie?
1: Than less later on Good very good question kind of similar to what I was mentioning just then you've got to find your own strategies that work for you now I've heard this quote of like you eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince and dinner like a pauper so your meals should get kind of smaller as the day goes on you have a big breaky to fuel you up ready for the day a kind of medium-sized lunch and then a smaller dinner now the reason we say smaller dinner, it's because we don't want to have this gigantic meal in our system. If you, as you learn from the Sleep Week, this gigantic mm. meal that's being poorly digested or kind of digestion, you're lying on your back and you know you're not sleeping well. So, if um, your question is saying, is intermittent fasting in the morning better than eating a big brekkie than less later on? Depending on what your goal is, right? If your goal is to like lose weight, if it's just to kind of regulate your appetite, like what is what is your goal? Is it to are you trying to put on size? If you're trying to put on size in the gym you need more calories skipping breakfast is definitely not a good, a good idea if you're trying like the previous person asked the question to lessen the amount of calories that you're eating and you're finding that skipping breakfast but then eating a regular lunch and a regular dinner or a kind of a medium between medium and large lunch and a, between a medium and large dinner and you're finding that fine go for it otherwise if you love fueling yourself up in the morning like i do like i love a nice breakfast like i'm not skipping breakfast anytime soon so Big brekkie, medium lunch, kind of medium, smaller dinner, um, then go for it. But, yeah, it's completely up to you. However you feel on a day-to-day basis, just take note of your energy levels, um, your mental clarity, how you sleep, your sleep quality, all those things. Alrighty, next question. This is for you, Beto, because I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I probably couldn't answer this one. But which Shrek is the best Shrek and why is it Shrek 2?
0: <laughs> now, I think this might be because um, one of the – Biggest things I was proud of over the last 12 weeks was the dork goggles video. Oh, yes, yeah. (laughs) And that was a hit. I literally just needed something to put on the TV so I just wasn't like staring at a blank TV with the dork goggles on because that's not the point of the (laughs) dork goggles. And I think Shrek had just been added to Netflix. So when I clicked on Netflix, it was was bang there. And I was like, oh, that'd be so funny. And found a great um, little clip of Shrek trying to scream, see, <laughs> screaming at Donkey. Um, I haven't seen Shrek two, Oh. so <laughs> I'm not the best person <laughs> yeah. to answer this. Um, I've seen Shrek one a million times, but I I don't think I can't even
1: remember. Shrek two is the one where it, um, the Gingerbread Man and Puss in Boots and stuff. I believe I would say Shrek oh. two is definitely better than Shrek one. It's a classic, and I like what what I like about Shrek is all the um. The innuendo, the little <laughs> yeah. jokes and stuff like that. There's like a lot of. Um, oh can I, can I swear on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On, so it's the last one. What yeah, yeah. <laughs> cancel us. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, this is a uh, rumor has it that you know Lord Farquad. Yeah. Apparently, um, they had a producer who was an absolute dick. Yeah. And he was quite short, so they made him in the the image of the producer, so quite a oh. short guy, <laughs> and it was Lord Fuckward. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's so great Yeah Imagine yeah. being in a job Where he can like Create your enemies Yeah classic <laughs> Classic <laughs> stitch him up Yeah That's good gear Christian What's your favourite tattoo And does your mum Like any of them yet Um, I pro
1: Depending on who I'm talking to I've got different favourite tattoos <laughs> 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 No I do I've got like I've got um I don't even know I've never counted them or I've tried to count them For the kids at school sometimes Because they always ask But like you know, I've got some for my fiance, I've got one for my mum, brothers, my dad, my grandma. I've got like tattoos that I can like link to certain periods of time. Like I've yeah. got a tattoo and I'm like, oh, I remember that was a time when I was doing such and such or these were the things going on in my life at that time. So all my tattoos or most of them anyway kind of mean something to me or I just like the way they look, that kind of traditional American style. Um, but when it comes to my mum liking any of them, not not necessarily. <laughs> so she always told me never to get tattoos. And I remember I got my feet tattooed and I'd wear socks around her all the time, even like (laughs) boiling hot summer days. Uh, And then eventually she caught me like late one night. I was walking out in the kitchen um, and I had my socks not on. And her eyes met my eyes and then she just slowly traced downwards and saw them on my feet and just walked straight back into her room, didn't talk to me for like seven days. Seven days, <laughs> seven days. full week. Yeah, full week oh, Then boy. finally conversation started up again and then um, I got another tattoo and then she didn't speak to me for five days. Mm-hmm. I got another tattoo, didn't speak to me for three days, another tattoo, one day and now it's just like you know, she just knows that I'm getting more and more. Yep. Come um, to grips. Come to grips but there's a – the tattoo for her mum – when I broke my leg, the bone popped out of the skin, and it came through where it says "mum." So it said "um," and oh, um, she is. actually was like, oh, "I hope it doesn't ruin the tattoo." So I was like, "Ah, oh, at least she, at least she's got one that she likes." Yeah. Um, and the surgeon—he <laughs> was such a legend—he put the tattoo back together. So we like kind oh, of I yeah, stitched that. it so it says "mum" again. So that's good.
0: Far out! What a yarn. <laughs> I, um, I'm in a similar boat Actually, well, not really similar If I got a tattoo, I would be disowned Ostracised, yeah. yeah Mum is not a fan <laughs> I don't even know what I would get a tattoo of The
1: Collingwood jersey tattooed <laughs> on your torso
0: I like the idea of like a um, a magpie flying Because I love Collingwood <laughs> And in its feet is like a sausage roll Yeah, nice I love sausage rolls I haven't had a sausage roll in a Wouldn't, wouldn't you get a pie? Pie, yeah. Pies. Well, Go so pies. the link with the sausage roll is, you know, I I'm quite uh, crafty when it comes to kicking goals in footy, and the nickname <laughs> for goals is sausage rolls.
1: So that's sort of the quite link. Crafty, Triptych. I like that. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, get a little bum tattoo or something. Maybe that'll be season two. Yeah. <laughs> Just gearing up, getting you mentally prepared to tell yeah. your mum you're getting a tattoo. Oh, we need to get back on track. All right.
0: Now, Christian, someone who is struggling with themselves, whether it be diet, not going to the gym or mental struggle, what would be the first thing you do to help yourself? That's a cracker. Listen to the podcast.
1: No, no. Um, <laughs> there can be a million and one answers or a million and one ways to answer this, mm. like, you know, what would be the order of importance and i'm sure you've listened to other podcasts or read books or heard people talking about like you got to get your sleep under control or you know start eating two two fruit and five veg and like yeah. there's so many things but i would just say don't don't overcomplicate it don't think of it as this mount everest like oh my god i've just got so far to go or so much to do You just take it one step at a time. And I think the key thing is to two of the things that Bato alluded to earlier in today's podcast is patience and consistency. Consistency is the biggest one. So pick something, whatever, whichever way, whatever bad habit you've got and you want to get rid of, or whatever good habit you want to implement, start crowding out, just pick something and just chip away and just be consistent. Like just choose the one thing and get really good at doing that one thing every day, each week. Don't give up after three weeks or four weeks. Don't give up after two months. You just like keep chipping away and staying consistent. But just don't overcomplicate it. Choose one thing and just start doing it. Just start. I think that's what I tried to achieve
0: when I came up with those top five tips is I think the the overarching thing there is don't overcomplicate it. You know? yeah. um, the, those five things that I spoke about were just sort of the, the five things that really first came to mind. So for me, that's what, that's what stuck with me mm. throughout the journey. And you can literally relate all of those five tips to just not overcomplicating it, you know, cooking yep. food that you like, mm. all right. To get eating, eating better and healthier, find things that you like and just eat that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like <laughs> simple, <laughs> you know, I spoke about, you know, me liking cooking and getting in the kitchen and stuff, but I'm not Matt Preston. Like mm. I'm not a, I'm not a really good chef. But I found foods that I like and I learned how to cook them well. And as a result, it's healthy and it's uh, helped me along the journey. So yep. as you said, a million examples of that throughout the journey where you just don't over overcomplicate it, but you just have to stick to it. Yep. You just have to stick to it. And maybe if you're you know, struggling to get going, don't really put a timeline on yourself yeah. maybe at the start. Yep. Just – just experiment. Spend the time experimenting. Find the things that work for you. Once you're sort of happy with everything, maybe then set your goal for 90 yeah. days yeah, or like whatever it is. So,
1: yeah. um, you just yeah. start small and start. Like that's the thing. Hey, so cook one meal this week. That's yeah. it. Like that's all you have to do or drink one liter of water. That's it. That's all you do. But just start small of something you think you can achieve but maybe a little bit outside your comfort zone and you just stay consistent just because you just need to get into the game and just start taking action and just making some mistakes and going, oh, crap, all right, I've got to try this again. Like if you're always so scared of starting or so scared of making a mistake or, you know, just waiting for the time to be perfect, you'll never start and you'll never, never see progress. Even the action steps from episode one, was eat an extra piece of fruit, mm.
0: drink more water, take out some trigger foods and some nasty things from the pantry and go just for go walk. for a little walk. Yeah. It, like if you- just pick actually, one of those things. <laughs> I reckon I did all of those four things and it took me less than half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like super, super easy. Yeah.
1: And it does like, it's not easy. You know what I mean? Like it's simple, not easy. And I think we, yeah, like, we good mentioned this a thing like, you know, it's always going to be hard to change the way you've been doing things for the past few years or the past few decades. Like if you piled on a bunch of weight or if you piled on a bunch of bad habits or if you've just been treating yourself really poorly, it's going to be difficult to kind of switch those things around. But I guarantee you, and you've been mentioned this today, mm. like the grass is so much freaking greener oh, over here. Like it's <laughs> feeling good, sleeping well, having better relationships, dealing with like stress is better, just being more aloof and like chilled out and happier and, you know, stronger and healthier. Like, it's all, it's all possible when you start to make those small sacrifices and those small changes and those small tweaks. Christian, we've got one more question on the list. I'm going to ask you. You ask me. Because <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to answer it. <laughs> Last question is, will there be a season two of Busy Blokes?
0: Now, that <laughs> is an absolutely ripping question. I would like to say Yes. I would want to say yes. But that leads me to my next point is what would you like to hear in season two? Yeah. Let us know. Reach out because I i start, I start wanted to do this podcast for really selfish reasons. Um, I work in radio so it was a way for me to develop my skills uh, and I wanted to start losing weight and feeling better about myself and mm. feeling healthier and happier. So... Next season could be my goal. Would be to bench press three hundred kilos, <laughs> <laughs> and it would be about a fifty episode season. Run just to a get sub there. two hour marathon, exactly. So I think there will be a season two. I do, yeah. Um, but I would love to know what else. I mean, we've. I think we've built a really nice little community yeah. of of listeners. So, um, and today we've we've had some great questions come in. So. Yeah. What else do you want to know? Yeah, what I might
1: do is um, I might even get a little bit of a survey going and pop it in the show notes, and it can just be like, you know, what did you enjoy about season one? Any tips for season two? And like, if you would spend a little time, a couple minutes answering those questions, it'll make the season two. If we if we go down that path, it'll make season two that much better because we're listening to you guys, and that's the whole thing. You know, how can we add more value to you? And what do you want to see? And what do you want to hear? Because one of the best things that's come out of this is. You
0: know, we get great feedback, and we've got a really awesome community of people that are listening and saying lots of lovely things. But the best thing is hearing people actually trying out the stuff that we're talking about and mm. seeing their own results. Um, the amount of messages I got about the piss test <laughs> we <laughs> spoke about that in Hydration Week was was so great because one, they're listening, and two, enjoying the content. So, what else do you want to know about? Let us know. Rightio, Christian, that's it. The end of season one, the end of episode 13, done and dusted. Mm. We are now no longer busy. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Time to hang out the boots, (laughs) pull stumps. Uh, Thank you very much for everybody that got involved and tuned into the Busy Blokes podcast. Been an absolute pleasure uh, doing this with your fine self, Christian. Thank you. You mate. I uh, genuinely mean it when I say you've changed my life, mate. And oh. uh, so I really appreciate you. I love you lots. If something throughout the Busy Blokes podcast series has sung out to you and you really want to
1: investigate that more, Christian, what can they do? Well, can I call this my final golden nugget? Yes. Yeah. All right. Final golden nugget. Yeah, so- sorry. I've- <laughs> <that's it. laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> ah, so final golden yeah. So I've, I've mentioned it a couple of times in today's episode and previous episodes, but accountability is really important. Support, support and guidance is really important, and you know my coaching methods are very different to what you would have ever come across. Um, you know they're very fun, very informative. You learn lots. You get super individualized coaching. You get to get that personalized one-on-one attention. So if it sounds like something you want to explore, I'm do I'm offering out free fifteen-minute consult. So I'll put a link in the show notes, but Otherwise, reach out to me on Instagram at healthcoachchristian and just say consult in the DM, and we'll get that set up. Um, Just to kind of, it's just a quick fifteen-minute chat to see where you are with your health, what you want to work towards, and if I can help you get there. If I can't, I'm I'm more than happy (laughs) to let you know that I can't. (laughs) I've turned a few people down in the past. I'm not this um, snake oil salesman, so yeah, give us you know jump jump feet first into it. It's a free fifteen-minute consult. It's free. It's online. It's the first step to a healthier, happier you. Just back yourself
0: and do it. Just back yourself and do it. you won't regret it. Well, that's all we've got time for, Christian. Uh, thank you again to Damon Sutton, who's been stitching all Legend. these episodes together. Yeah. Uh, he's very, very good with his hands, Damo. He knows his way around uh, editing software. Yes. So what well done, fella. Really appreciate it. And uh, well, stay tuned to the socials and we'll let you know about if and two. when if Season two. 2 is happening. Thanks for listening and we'll see you then. Love you, Dad.